Health, a podcast that aims to promote well-being and assist healing, whether that be physically, mentally, spiritually, ultimately, we just want to be seen in our entirety. And this podcast hopes to show listeners how multifaceted they are. We're all the center of our own universe, so why don't we do more to better our own existence? So um, I'm really excited today, listeners, because this um, week, this episode is a part of DM's Toolkit. And DM's Toolkit is a sub-series which identifies ways to work with the elements um, to help us move through the world. And in this week's episode, I'm going to be talking about the element of fire. And as we know, fire is about energy. It's about motivation. It's about passion. It's about... um, well, it's the warmth that differentiates the living from the dead. Um, I'm really, really, really excited to have um, my guest on, who is a social captivator, an amazing illustrator, the creator of Pink Cat. Welcome to the virtual stage, Saba. Thank you. I'm so excited for you to be here. Like, I feel like I have just been, well, I've been following your work for so long now, I've been following your work ever since I was in uni, maybe in second year. And I think it's really interesting because even when I, whilst I was doing the research to um, sort of get questions for this episode, I was able to see like the hive mind and see how things connect. So I'm really excited to have you today. <laughs> yeah, right on. Thank you. Thank you for your support. Oh, um, it's my pleasure. Um, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. <clears throat> I'm okay. Um, it's been an emotional roller coaster the past two, I mean, the past six months since we started our NFT project, but we're in our last 10 days before we launch our huge NFT project we've been working on since October. So a lot of people are like, oh, you know, pre-launch jitters, um, not just me, but our entire team. So, mm-hmm. you know, as kind of like the creator, I'm like checking in with people, making sure that people are showing up because mm-hmm. everybody's feeling a little bit emotional at the moment mm-hmm. that's true but then but it just shows you how much you care you know like I think I had my first ever live show for my podcast uh, maybe like two weeks ago or three weeks ago now and I was so nervous and I talked to everyone I'm always talking I'm literally I could talk to a brick wall that's how much I talk but when it's something like your project which you're so excited for which you're so excited for someone to like um also be interacted with it's something that you want to celebrate so I completely understand those jitters you know Mm -hmm. um yeah I can imagine as well like well I guess we'll get more into it within the conversation of fire and energy but um basically I wanted to talk to you about on this episode because when I think of fire I think of the element of wands and I think of how we assess persevere and protect your spark Um, of the life force energy that drives us to life. And I think as the creator of Pink Cat and as the creator of like um, other projects that you've done in your life, whether it's like your music, whether it is your merchandise, that's sort of like other facets to show your fire to. So that's why I thought you'd be um, quite cool to be, well, be a guest on this topic. Um, So I guess my first question is for you. Um, In your own words, what would you say Pink Cat means to you? Well, PK is a diary of my feelings. I started it when I was in an unhappy marriage and I was a new mom. And it was a way for me to talk about my feelings and then uh, sometimes revisit my feelings. So it's a really a calendar for me. So I'll be like, you know, I'll look back and be like, yeah, that was the day that I did this or did that. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like that kind of stuff. So it's really just a way for me to get my feelings out, to analyze myself and to have a record of this and also to share with other people. And so other people can see it and relate to it and see that they're not alone. I think that Pink Hat, people have told me that she's the best friend that people don't have. Mm. Um, And I think that's certainly true. I wish that I had it when I was younger so I could see the the storylines that are reflected in there because a lot of the things that are in there, people don't really talk about. Mm -hmm. Um, They don't want to share it. But when you see somebody else going through it, it lets you in on how you're feeling. You say Mm -hmm. you can recognize the same pattern in the story and then recognize the fact that it's unhealthy. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So a lot of people have said, I walked away from my relationship because of your cartoon. I walked away from an abusive situation because of your cartoon. So it's just a way for, for me and other people to 
to see real life and kind of recognize our psychology or the truth of a situation. Mm-hmm. No, amazing. No, like I definitely resonate with that because I think Pink Cat, like, um, well, you're a Gemini. I know that. And my mom's also a Gemini. So I think I've got a different relationship with Gemini's with their like um, wittiness, with their like um, directness. And I think that really is portrayed in Pink Cat because she's not going to coddle you. She's going to tell you how it is. She's going to um, explain things in different aspects of her life, but also with some form of comfort and some form of laughter. So I guess my next question is, um, how has the evolution of Pink Cat, um, or how has the evolution of this character inspired you? So Pink Cat started out as really lo-fi. It was, you know, pen and marker, sometimes scratch paper. And she was like more of a gangster. I had just come back to the Bay Area from living in Mexico and living in New York. And so the culture of the Bay Area. Mm-hmm which is pretty rough around the edges, um, was like more manifesting through her. And she was engaging in low-level activities with low-level people, Mm -hmm. very low vibrational, um, but still herself. um, But I think it was, you know, a reflection of who I was around, what I was around, the language that was around me. Mm -hmm. And that was affecting her and influencing her. And then I think the pandemic was a huge turning point um, uh, my mom gifted me an iPad for my birthday and that iPad really changed things. It, it took the whole cartoon into another dimension. It looked a lot more professional, a lot more clean. And then the pandemic hit and I was managing a yoga studio that shut down and managing my own store in downtown Oakland and doing yoga, stop smoking weed uh, was celibate for a year. And that's really when I feel like she got a little more sophisticated Mm -hmm. and that sort of puff coat beanie version of her started coming out less and less. And then of course that was a precursor for the entrance into crypto. Mm -hmm. Um, she kind of like changed her vibration and changed her group of friends and changed her outlook on herself and started to see herself as sophisticated and wealthy and more of like her New York self. Um, It's lovely that you say that as well. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. It's just because I'm quite early in the comic. So like now that you're talking about, I can see more of the transition. Yeah. And, and um, the following started growing and more opportunities started to happen and people started to recognize her. And she kind of just became a little fancier, a little bit more fancier, a little more, um, a little bit less like budget, budget scenarios and more like, I don't want to say like profound or upscale scenarios that she found herself in. And that definitely is reflected in my own life and then reflected back into the cartoon. Oh, that's so cool. I think as well, like, especially as you talk about, um, well, I've got actually two questions. I'll go for the first question. So you talked a little bit about spirituality, you're doing yoga, um, and how that has sort of helped you. I was reading earlier that you um, you would describe yourself as an omnist. Is it omnist? An omnist? Oh, yeah, omnist, yes. yeah. Uh, omnist. See, this is the thing with me. I'll say words, but I'm like, did I say it right? <laughs> but um, And these are the types of people that seek truth in all religions and spirituality. How do you think um, this belief has, exp- or, or this um, has influenced your imagination? Yeah, because I, I think that there's, beautiful pieces in each spirituality and religion there's truths it was people in certain cultures around the world trying to grasp an understanding of consciousness Mm -hmm. um and regardless of where in the world that happens i mean we're all human beings Mm -hmm. so the culture of earth is everybody's culture Mm -hmm. it's not no one, no one has owns the IP for mm-hmm. culture, and they shouldn't. Um, of course, people need to be cognizant of their privilege and appropriation and the history of that, and mind their manners. But knowledge is knowledge, and it's for everybody to share. I think that's how, that's how I feel about it. Um, 
What was the specific question? The, the question was, how do you think um, being an omnist has um, expanded your imagination? Right. Yeah, so it's um, it's allowed me to see the ways in different cultures express consciousness. Somebody in our Twitter spaces last night asked, or two days ago, was, what is art? And art is a meter of human consciousness. So the things that we feel that can't be put, you know, down on paper unless we draw it unless we express it um so I, I think that that is how allowed me to see how other cultures do it and then be able to reflect some kind of thing like that in my work amazing no that's great because i actually i was i got um the chance to be in your twitter space yesterday the one that you had with Lori, i think yeah and um mm -hmm. i just found it so um interesting and entertaining i it's out of all the twitter spaces that are out there i probably like listen to the nft ones and like the ones that you host or the ones that you're a part of with a lot just because i feel like the community is so engaging it really is like you walk in and you get a pep talk and you just come out feeling so like refreshed and affirmed and i think like that's a really um helpful uh well just helpful part of using social media because i know that like especially in web two and especially with like our use of Instagram and Twitter and all these different places, it kind of turned into sort of like this competitive ground with really like um, a lot of comparison energy. So I really, really appreciate the fact that community is being reflected back into these spaces, um, well, these virtual spaces specifically. You actually said something in the Twitter space I actually wrote down and you said um, about, um, well, being a huntress and being having to hunt what you kill. And I wanted mm -hmm. to know what lessons have you learned in that process? Right, so... And it's like you eat what you kill when you're a freelancer, you're independent. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it's, it's on me to sell things, whether that's merchandise, artwork, NFTs, to be able to pay my bills. Mm -hmm. And uh, you have to learn what people want. You have to learn what drives people. And I think that one of the biggest pieces of information, besides my design education, that informed my me of people's psychology and what they desire and why they spend money is a documentary on the BBC called The Century and the Self. Mm -hmm. And it was a documentary, like five-hour documentary about Edward Bernays, who was the godfather of PR. Mm -hmm. And he, you know, says because he has a lot of writing, but one of the things that he he wrote was that people rarely understand what motivates them. Mm -hmm. and that we all have motivations under our choices that we make, especially as consumers, where we, and Gary Vee has said this too, where we, where we put our money is almost one of the most telling things about us. And so for me, I understood that people are buying pink hat merchandise, not because they need it, it's because they want a souvenir of the brand, of, of the artwork itself, of the ethos. Um, so that's one part of it. Uh, so it's made me look at, at look at what I'm doing, how I'm interacting with people, how I'm supporting people, um, how explorations of myself is leading people to explorations of themselves and empowering themselves. And through that, it's just, it's rewarded me you know, in the sense that I, my authenticity, or if I feel bad, if I feel good, if I feel crazy, if I'm feeling petty, and I put that down to paper, and I just show that human experience, people appreciate that, to know that you're not just like some social media influencer who's like a, a viral yoga girl, and you have mm. this perfect life where you follow your bliss. You know, that's not like relatable. No. And it's not real. And those mm -hmm. people don't feel like that all the time. Um, and so your audience can tell. Mm -hmm. and your audience is like, this is not disingenuous. But when you see somebody being genuine, you see the ugly parts of them. I think that there's value in that for people.
100%. I think like even being a part of your, before I was in a part of your discord, I like, I didn't know you, but you got me, you know, like you understood me. And it's what you have mentioned before in other interviews of having that, like being a part of the hive mind and being a part of like um, information that we're all interacting with. But then when I got into your discord, there was um, that channel, the pink cat discussion. And I was so grateful for it because everybody, like what I would be doing in my mind by myself, now I'm doing with people that also fuck with pink cat. And I just think it's like a really, well, it just encourages com um, community again. So I'm really grateful mm -hmm. for it. Um, my next question for you is, okay. So one thing um, I've noticed in your like comics is that you sort of like have characters and then you discover their understandings later. And I wanted to know if there was any significance to that. Like is Pink Cat or is the comments as, um, is it scripted quote unquote, or is it like you see something and you just draw it? Okay, so it's not scripted. So the pink hat material comes in a couple ways. Some things are just viral tweets or viral memes mm -hmm. that I'll reinterpret because I think a lot of it is like we see memes that we relate, but the graphics are really bad. Mm -hmm. Or you know, you see it and it's just like stock photos of like <laughs> like an office. <laughs> you're like, I'm not gonna put these like people that look like this on my page. You know, <laughs> so some of, some of it is just like that, right? Some of it's just funny stuff with a funny little cartoon drawing just to make people laugh and make myself laugh and remember where my head was at at that time, um, no matter how silly it was. Then there's like the dialogue is a couple things. Some of it actually happened. Some of it, it actually happened and I'm putting way more like storytelling sauce on it and mm -hmm. connecting the dots. And sometimes it's um, an exploration of my psychology of me talking to myself. Okay. So sometimes it's, it's, it's that. Mm -hmm. um, so it's not scripted. It's very much like, and, and then I think with the more painful ones, they're not necessarily in real time, mm -hmm. um, especially the stuff with electric glue. Mm -hmm. Those are not in real time. They used to be like years ago, mm -hmm. but these days, like when those like trauma ones where people are like, this is triggering, mm -hmm. that happened a long time ago. Mm -hmm. You know, those things happened a long time ago. And I'm just now talking about them because maybe something else in my life triggered that an yeah. experience with like a new person triggered that. Yeah. And it made me think of like, oh, you know how I'm feeling? This reminds me of that time when I felt like this. And let me, let me tell that story. Let me revisit that story and those feelings. Cause I don't want to feel that way. Yeah. I think. A lot of the more painful ones, people DM me a lot and they're like, I'm going through this or I went through that or thank you for sharing because mm -hmm. it sheds light on like kind of messed up experiences that people have. And they're like, yeah, that that was messed up. And I when I see Pink going through it, I don't like it for her. So I don't like it for me. Mm -hmm. I think also when you can, well, it's like you shine light on something and you're able to release it. And like, that's the thing you might, as a body, as a human, we might just think we're like, okay. And then something in life will trigger something or have a ripple effect on these other emotions and bring mm -hmm. other things to the surface. And I think that also sort of feeds into the authenticity of Pink Cat because then Pink Cat and their followers are able to relate of a certain experience, a certain emotion, and also like heal together. And one thing that I've noticed with this sub-series and with my guests in general, a lot of people are just healing out loud and they're finding different forms of healing out loud because we understand that the world, well, we need to heal. We need to, we want to feel comfortable in our bodies. We want to feel comfortable in our spaces so that being um, our, I guess, most authentic and most comfortable selves comes with just shedding light onto things. So yeah, I think also as well, I'm so grateful that I have, and I'm sure you have as well, found outlets for those things because for a long time, I didn't have an outlet. Like I was just here in my mind going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And now I podcast or now I doodle or now I'll like, well, it's an adventure. It's a journey, you know? So I guess like my next question is, is, is there any other objects? Objects. <laughs> is there any other? <laughs> um, Medium. Yeah. Mediums that you like. Yeah, I mean, I I think before I was doing daily comics, I had this like crazy viral email chain that I would do to like a group of 80 of my friends. 
and they used to write every day like yeah. supermanic style oh wow and Gemini. you know yeah it's just crazy and then yeah I was a musician so I was like a rapper and a singer before I started doing pink hat and before I had my baby went on tour been in the fader and was doing shows just like indie shows yeah. um so I really thought that I was gonna be like a musician um but then when I started doing pink hat and, and pink hat started to take off and it was so much easier and faster mm-hmm. to reach people to reach a lot more people yeah. um because you know music is so subjective so it's not everybody's gonna like like your like weird glitch rap right mm-hmm. but a cartoon is pretty relatable and pretty easy to digest mm-hmm. so yeah I still make music I just don't I don't release it um mm-hmm. I just enjoy the process of making it no no well yeah because that's the, it's enjoyment isn't it just enjoying the process you've gained um you gained your social I guess you gained a social following in an organic way um and it's weird I feel like that currency of likes, social media and all those things, like how, how comfortable are you with it now? Because I know that you encourage more people to go to your discord and I'm so grateful for it because I've met so many cool people and I'm able to like actually interact with them. But as someone, as a creative, I guess, who is, um, wanting to connect with others, but also sometimes it has the social capital to, um, that might, I don't know, appeal to other people. What do you say to people like me? Man, you got to just keep going, you know, mm-hmm. keep, keep staying persistent. I think you're doing fine. Like even with this interview, like you, you chased me down and I'm glad that you did. <laughs> um, I just keep, keep doing that. Keep mm-hmm. being persistent. Don't give up. You have to want it more than anyone else wants it. You have to do it when no one's looking mm-hmm. because people, you know, one thing that Lori said was this is not an overnight success for you. You've been doing pink hat for like seven years. Yeah. Yeah. People say like overnight success is 10 years in the making and truly mm-hmm. it is, um, you know, just pink hat alone has been like what, five years six Mm -hmm. years um well i guess yeah five or six years and then before that you know it was another grind as cult days and and my music and everything like that so and then design school before that so yeah just persistency connecting with other people sharing audiences Mm -hmm. borrowing audiences um being as tech savvy as possible Mm -hmm. and you really can't sleep it's unfortunately the reason i had the success is because i didn't take any breaks on it you have to Mm -hmm. post every day you have to just whatever it is you cannot let up and um you'll get better at it more people will care Mm -hmm. educating ourselves those are all the things that you know are a recipe for success, finding people that really care about you mm-hmm. and relationships, right? Your network. Those are the most important things. Those are the things that people, nobody told me that. Nobody mm-hmm. told me that, hey, the kids you go to high school with, the kids you go to college with, that's going to be the network that you have to tap into for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. So you can't just be like, eh, you know, mm-hmm. like, I don't need you. Like we had yeah. one fallout and I don't need you. There's a million people in the world. Like, no, dude, like- <laughs> You went to a private school, you went to a prep school. All these kids are going to have these really high positions later, like maintain good standing in your relationships. Don't burn bridges. That's important. That's so important. It's actually like so interesting that you said that because I actually went to like a prep school in the U, um, in the UK. And with um, like, if I've had a birth chart reading or I've astrology reading, it's also like within my birth chart that my relationships are for me and they are, will hurt me. And all this thing about like my eight house and six house. So it's actually really interesting that you mentioned that. Um, One thing I need to say to you though, well done. Because like in 2018, in literally the Fader magazine, you're talking about an E-Nation and look at what you're creating. Like look at right? what you're developing. It's incredible. Right? Like you said how you wanted to create um, a collective with all these like-minded individuals. And I, I just, I think it's amazing how you sort of, you didn't realize that you were manifesting your future. Like you were saying these things to existence and then you're working towards them. And now you've got, um, a cl- well, a space for how many, how many are in your discord? It's about 
3,200 at this point, maybe 3,300. Amazing. Verified. Yeah. Pretty in E Nation, isn't it? <laughs> it's getting there. <laughs> um, how would you, um, I guess my next question is as you lead onto the digital renaissance and you leave, um, well, you're trying to make the transition from web two to web three, what are you, um, trying to show, um, now? So I think right now it's about testing the system. It's really about getting the back end. Oh, another phone call. Sorry. Um, it's, it's about getting it, getting the system going. So, uh, the seven, the, the ERC 721 contract, right. That is our, our NFT is going to be released on and the generative aspects tied to our art. Um, it's about reaching our NFT, reaching everybody. It's about now that NFT is a governance token and using that governance token to vote. What are we going to vote on? This is a this is a governmental system that we are developing and we're using the test piece as just artwork. Mm-hmm. But we're really building a nation mm-hmm. and, and a government and a governance and a voting tool. And that cannot be stressed enough. I think with these NFT projects where it's a cash grab, there's none of that. Mm-hmm. They're trying to get the dough. Mm-hmm. And then maybe have a little party yeah. and have a little bit of merch. But I don't really care about that. You know, I, I really care about universal health care, mm-hmm. universal income. What are people going to do when the water dries up? Mm-hmm. You know, those are the things that I'm thinking about the long term. You know, not just because I have children and I have nieces and nephews, but for myself, I'm like, dude, I don't trust any of these people and it's like if you if you're a mom you're the one who's organizing the picnic and you're the one who's making sure the kids brought their jackets and they brought their snacks and you know that they're gonna have to use the bathroom a lot of times these guys are not thinking about anything that's why you see the dads take out the kids in the stroller and they're wearing a little t-shirt and it's cold and the dad didn't even think to bring the kid a jacket Mm -hmm. you know so we cannot rely on these guys We cannot rely on these crypto guys. So we're talking about the next financial system. Right now, crypto is at a 2-3% adoption. Mm -hmm. It's going to be global adoption over the next couple of years, um, slowly and, you know, organically. But we can't let these guys design this. Mm -hmm. 100 Yeah, 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 no, that's, I mean, really like this period, like that's the the end of the thought. But it's so true. And I think that's why I love your discord so much because like it's a space for so many different creatives, so many different people who just want to learn. And like, there's so many different channels that also makes them feel um, uh, like more represented you know like there's there's been times where I've been taught I've learned so much stuff about the astrology place or there's sometimes where people just ch- showing their lighters or showing their weed on the we channel like you know what I mean I like, <laughs> the, the discord has range so I mm-hmm. think that like well it, whoever's listening to this episode go join it because it is honestly such a beautiful space to just learn about web3 and learn about the nft space and it also is an opportunity to um listen to your airdrops that you're going to be having as well um i guess my next question for you is what do you think is the biggest misconception about web3 i think big conception misconceptions about web3 is that you can't get a grasp on it it's just too is too much of a behemoth to even tackle um that oh i'm too late Mm -hmm. i'm too old i'm not tech savvy it's all white bros um these are all it's just like yeah sure like if you want to make excuses so that you you don't have to show up to class go ahead you know but um there's money to be made there's friends to make there's awesome people that are really really smart and uh yeah it's just like all those misconceptions pretty much like all of the general attitudes towards crypto and web3 are wrong mm-hmm. 
I definitely see that. And I definitely think I used to be one of those people. I think um, it's, I think people are just intimidated when they are like learning something new. So it's just sort of having the confidence and the comfort in yourself to not be afraid to be the learner. And I also think that like, especially within your space, there is so many step-by-step tutorials. And even if you don't use those tutorials, there is YouTube, like, I've been using, um, oh, I can't remember the specific name of the YouTuber that I follow, but they are so simple. They use um, different uh, analogies, like a vending a vending machine, or do you know what I mean? Just to use like really common day um, analogies to help you make sense of Web3 and make, make sense of all these technologies. So um, yeah, I think, I think if it's something that people want to learn, they should learn because uh, well, with the world and how it's heading, it would be a dis- like misfortune if you don't learn because there's going to be so much stuff that you might miss out on in the future. Definitely. You will. You will. And by the time there's a mass adoption, you know, it's almost a little too late. It's not too late, but it's kind of like the dot-com boom mm-hmm. where the renaissance is happening now. So if you want to be an architect and a designer, now is the time. It's going to be way hard to be an architect and a designer when a lot of the major platforms are built out already and the ma- and the applications are already launched. And then you're mm. going to be competing with people who've been in it for years. Mm. Definitely. Well, I know that you've got a um, new mint drop coming soon. I'm not too sure when this episode might come out probably a little bit after, but could you to let us know anything about that and to listeners um, if they don't know about Pink Cat and what you do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we have a generative project coming out on the Ethereum blockchain, it's 8,888 unique pieces of artwork. Um, The way that the project works is I designed about 200 assets. So like six different kinds of eyes, 20 different backgrounds, you know, 15 different mouths, and then there's rarities generated through that process by code. And, we go we go to market. Our our market price is 0.069 Ethereum, which is about three hundred dollars, which is the standard price for a piece like this. And right now we're just marketing. We're trying to get people to know who we are in the NFT community. We are trying to onboard our followers from Instagram, which is two hundred and fifty k, ninety percent women ages eighteen to thirty five. We're trying to onboard them, get them to open a MetaMask wallet get them to buy Ethereum and understand the system. We go to market April 16th, which is a Saturday, which is a full moon. And it's called- Pink Moon is um, named after the phlox flower, which is a pink flower that blooms during this time. So, you know, that we a lot of people in crypto use moon analogies to the moon. And I think that's something that I have reflected in my artwork for a really long time is pink in this rocket ship going to the moon. I've written about it in my short stories. And to be fair, I really didn't know that (laughs) I was going to do this. I I think (laughs) on some level I did, but I literally have like a rocket and a half moon emoji in my artwork far before I knew any of this lingo or anything. So I'm trying to convince myself that God put me on this path and I just need to go forward with it and have blind faith because what is that? That's a huge, that's kind of like a really big indicator of things to come. So I, 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 I remember going to my, this is a little bit off topic, but I remember going to a therapist when I was in New York Mm -hmm. and I remember just being super sad and I told her that, Hey, look, I I think I have like psychic abilities. I feel Mm -hmm. like I can see things in the future. And she just looked at me and she goes, well, you're not creating the future. You're not, you're, you're not. She said that time isn't linear and the future has already happened. So you can remember the future as you can remember the past. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I was not prepared for like a therapist to say that to me, but it really stuck in my head. So I think some of those drawings in there is a, are a bit of memories of the future. I think um, so. And so I'm just like, hey, look, like pink moon, you know, to the moon, like let's go there. Let, let's see if this project can moon and it's our moonshot. So there's a bit of lore there with our mint date that we've chosen. Um, it's also after Persian New Year, right? Mm-hmm. So that's like new springtime, new beginnings. That's a good time 
for, for new things to start. Um, yeah, that, that's really it, what our, our mint is all about. And then from there, we're going to have to keep marketing. It's not like the project drops and our mobile product is launching and now we have to go sell it. Yeah. But you know what? I'm so happy that you shared that because you were, it was literally like your young or your, your younger self was working out for your future self. And this is the same thing that happened to my little brother. My little brother is a rapper. He's an MC and he just dropped a mixtape and um, his mixtape is like, it has Italian reference and it was birthday recently. And I put up a picture of him when he was four years old and he's holding the Italian flag. And I was just like, Emmanuel, and his name's Emmanuel as well. So I was like, Emmanuel, you manifested this mixtape. <laughs> like, yeah, really. you can't pick this shit up. It's really, it's funny that you said that. Actually, I have this little zine that I think only 10 people have, but one of the pages in there was notes, my younger self to my future, my, my current self to my future self. And it was about being on the moon. It was, and I have to go back in, into my studio and read that now because I have to see what it says. But the basically <laughs> the story that I wrote for myself was a pink hat or myself being on the moon on a tent and, and having this little pink fire and waiting for everybody else to get there. So she's like building a colony on the moon and she's already there and she's waiting for the rest of the people. She knows she has some stuff to build before everyone else can get there. And, you know, where that really came from in my head was in, in Islam. Or is your family Muslim? I think but, you said. So, no, my, so basically I'm from South Sudan. So we've got a lot like we've got, we mm. speak Arabic. Um, there's a lot of like, like I've got family friends that are Muslim. So like I, I've got friends that are Muslim. So I'm, I'm mm. integrated into that culture, but also yeah. like I'm not. So even when you're talking um, in your interviews about like e- Egyptian and Bastet, like my mom would go there for holiday, you know, mm-hmm. like, so I'm influenced, but I'm not yeah. completely a part of. Right. It's it, the like Mina, like Middle East and North Africa, it has a certain culture, right? Mm-hmm. And um, so like in, in Islam, like, Muhammad says that he went to the moon. He says he walked on the moon, you know, and, and you think about that and it's like, okay, what's he talking about? Did he, <laughs> it, it was, was, this an, was this an astral projection? Was this a metaphor? But yeah. you think about, you know, what he, in Islam, Islam moon. Yeah. It really did. It was, it was a huge moonshot. You got this guy who was just a merchant. Yeah. Uh, an orphan raised by his uncle who was a merchant who got picked up by his rich wife 10 years older than him and she told him what to do and they then they started going to battle and taking stuff and built a huge empire um so i think in my head that was sort of like the moon the moon mythology came from there but it, it's really it's really the same it's about building an empire it's amazing that you say that because it literally all fits into this energy wand episode. Like fire wands, the king of wands, the queen of wands, they just want to sustain their fire. They want their life source or their life energy to burn brightly, no, burn the brightest and burn the longest. So how they're going to fuel that fire is literally their like journey in life. And um, oh, I guess, I guess to end my question segment before we move on to the tarot is, um, what do you think a typical day is for the future you? Man, I, I hope that it's like starting out with green juice yep. and exercise and a walk and phone calls and communication and um, artistic practice and music and organizing for meetups and real life events and travel to these events, not travel for travel's sake, not because I'm rich and I can just go wherever I want, but traveling with intention, traveling to do a thing, to build a thing. That's what I'm really interested in. And that's what I I want for myself. Amazing. And I just, even as you're speaking it, I can see the queen and king ones like in you, like I can see it. And I think that's just, um, such a lovely way to end our questions and take us to the tarot. I am so bloody excited because guess what I have for the tarot? I'm so excited. Honestly, I've had this deck since 
maybe 2019, 20, no, 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 that's a lie. I've had this deck since, deck since 2018. Cause I remember I was living in Manchester at the time and um, the tarot reader, Babyface dream girl, AKA Gabby um, was using the deck on your Instagram lives. And I was like, I need this. Like I, I need this. So ever since then I've been using them. Um, so that means listeners, we're taking it to tarot talks. This is where I give a tarot reading. Um, I should probably should have said that before I got, the, got excited about oh, the cards. Let's go. That's what Here they're I there have. for. Okay. So is there any specific question that you have in mind? No, I'll let, I'll let the energy, I'll let the source lead. I've also got um, this deck, which is Farsi. Can you see it? Oh, sweet. Okay. See, this is the cool thing. I'm getting to this hub, um, like this problem with this like graphic. Like, yeah, it's uh, not cutting out, but but I understand. (laughs) Go, um, higher power, spirit guides, um, ancestors, and loved ones. Please, can I have um, a tarot card reading to help express the clarity of what's going on? I pray for no projections, I pray pray for clarification. Ashane, amen. Okay. I'm going to leave this one out But I'm going to take the other two Because I thought cool. So the first card that came out was the hanged man Ooh. The what? The hanged man okay. The hanged man oh, brother. Okay, <laughs> that's accurate Okay, spirit Spit the deck Okay, sick Okay, temperance and then the devil. Okay. I'm gonna shuffle. So that's these. so funny. So temperance. I just was talking about the temperance card in our Twitter space last night. Oh really? I just mentioned that. I just I said somebody somebody was like, "Hey, are you gonna ever get off Instagram? Are you gonna get off Instagram? Basically, when you sell out." And I was like, "No." I was like, "It's like the temperance card." I. I drew because you you can't go all in on anything. You have to have one foot in and one foot on the other on the shore. One foot in the water, one foot in the shore. So it's amazing that you say that because we got the hanged man, temperance, and the devil, right? And I think even the fact that you're talking about having one foot on the land and one foot on the shore, it's like what you've been through and what you're going to next or what you're leaving behind and what you're stepping into. Um, That's the temperance card. The hanged man is that uh, perspective of enlightenment. But the thing is with the hanged man, we think that He's just natural. Well, we think that uh, pink, the hanged man is just naturally enlightened. Like the hanged man has had to do the inner work to gain that enlightenment. Like how much discomfort must they have been if they were hanging upside down? What sensations, what experiences, what messages have come to them when they were hanged, when they were um, in a different position to make them uncomfortable, to then make them enlightened. And I think that's also reaffirmed by the devil because the devil talks about this shadowy period of where we are trying to release our vices also um, remove ourselves from projections, remove ourselves from shadows. And it's really coming into ourselves to know, like, if I can focus on my own shadow, that I'm not going to be as distracted by what's around me. I've asked Spirit for um, some clarifications. The first card of the deck is Four of Pentacles. And then I've got the Two of Cups. Okay, amazing. So the Four of Pentacles talks about, um, well, I'll just try and show it to you. This guy is very, very precious. He's got two pentacles on his, um, well, he's standing on two pentacles. He's gripping one tightly and he's got one above his head. And it's quite interesting that you, that it's even come, that that's even out because I've also got the pink navy um, uh, artwork and it's heavy as heavy, heavy is the crown, right? It's having that, um, I'm getting so many downloads, okay. So heavy is the crown. I think it sort of is a testament to the work, the determination and the frustration that has come with the responsibility, but also it's leaning onto other parts of your community to know that you can't just do this alone because the four of pentacles has done things in scarcity. They're very precious with what they transform. It's like the seeds that they bring into fruits. It's like, I don't know how um, I don't know how it's going to be made, but because I'm making it, I want to watch it. I want to be very like um, nitpicky with it. I want to be very, um, 
Well, the word's just getting to me is precious, precious. But the next card afterwards is the two of cups. And the two of cups is literally saying like connection, companionship, the shredding of old skin, the shredding of characters as two people join together and embrace in um, a belief that they deserve more. Their cups are overflowing. So I think it is sort of removing yourself from the discomfort of the scarcity, discomfort of the past, discomfort of what you've left behind and allowing yourself and these new connections to refill you up. I think it also means not um, coming to these connections with a fresh lens and not projecting old experiences onto um, these connections just because like the Leo, the lion is above these two figures. And when I think of that, I think of strength. I think of being compassionate. I think of um, like nurturing your raw self, right? So I think the intimacy that's involved is going to ask you to be more gentle in your, um, I was about to say shortcomings, but that's not the word. I'd say be more gentle and more gracious in your interactions because I understand that fear was there, like the devil card showed up. That's not to be childish and it's not to be ignorant that you haven't been um, deterred in your life. But it's more to say that those lessons and those obstacles that have around you have only like... Um, it, I don't want to sound like woo, but it's only raised your intuition. It's like it's told you what you don't want. And now you know what you do want. Believe that you can get it. Card. Tarot card. Please, can I have one last card to confirm the message? Seven of Swords there. <laughs> Seven of Swords is literally, it's so funny because I actually brought this card up to my therapist recently. And Seven of Swords, like... It's significant to me because I'm I'm in such an open book. I'm so obvious. Like I can never be mysterious because I never shut the fuck up. Like I'm very like <laughs> I'm just hyper. I'm energetic, but that doesn't mean oh no, I'm hyper and energetic and I'm not very calculated, but that doesn't mean the people around me in this world can't be calculated too. So I have to have some form of confidence in discernment of where I put my energies and when to use my calculation so that I can protect myself from not being burnt. I think the seven of swords as well, it talks about um, trusting yourself. It talks about letting the smoke in your mind like breeze away, you know, like you don't need to believe everything that you think. And the experiences that have led you to there can only, sorry, at the bottom, can only be a testament to what you've left. I want to pull one more card just as an oracle um, message. And this card is the Spiritual Seasoning of the Soul Deck by Kelechi Okafor. So I'm just going to shuffle them. Actually, do you want to give me a number between one to three? Sorry, I didn't hear you. Oh, can you say that again? Um, do you, can you pick me? In, can you pick a number between one to three? And say it out loud. Yeah. Three. Okay. One. Okay. <laughs> two. Three. Oh my God, the last one is even three. Look. Okay. So do you know what the first card said? The first card said, forgive yourself first. 26. Okay, I'm going to read this to you. Um, 26 says, you are not a bad person, even if you made choices from a place of misremembering your divinity. Show yourself compassion and forgive yourself for everything. The next one is 37. Laugh for no reason. You've been very serious lately. Laugh right now. Laugh. <laughs> and number three, um, will the worrying you're doing right now change a single thing about yesterday or tomorrow? Worry presents itself when you believe that a circumstance exists that is more powerful than your divinity. You desire to run off in your mind to a past event that you wish you could have done differently or you run to the future that you hope holds a version of yourself that you weren't ashamed of. Worrying won't change the past or prevent what, whatever might happen in the future. Be at peace with now. Wow. I think that was so fitting. I think that was so fitting to our reading because it literally says like, 
believe in yourself. You don't have to believe what you don't have to believe everything that you think. It also says that the discernment that comes with your intuition is validation enough. You don't have to um like do the mental gymnastics in your mind to um worry into a new experience because it's not going to help you. I think that's your reading. Thank you so much. No, don't you worry. I'm honestly, I think it's just so affirming. I, I'm going to take a picture of these cards and um, send them to you afterwards because amazing. Um, but that takes us to our last segment. And our last segment is the direct message. The direct message is where you literally leave the take, uh, you leave listeners with a take home message. So um, this week I'm going to leave listeners with uh, just belief in yourself. I think if anything has come out of this uh DMs talk it. It just shows that so many we need to believe in ourselves because we are literally like our ancestors' dream. Because like, even let's say me for example, I really wanted to talk to you on this podcast. You, I've been following you for years. I could have, you know, fallen at the first hurdle, you know, but I was consistent. I um, have been learning more about tarot. I've been learning more about Web3. And now it's manifested to this opportunity where I'm talking to one of my favorite illustrators on my podcast, you know, and it's just having that faith that you can be connected to your wants. And it's not necessarily saying that like, oh, um, I will be quote unquote successful when I do this, but it's more to say, I deserve it. I'm capable of it. I will try and work towards it. That's my direct message. Um, what is your direct me- What is your direct message for this episode, for this week? <laughs> Look at me, I'm getting all my words and stuff, but what's your direct message for this week? Man, this, <laughs> my message for this week is trying to put this into words manage your emotions and the emotions of those around you mm-hmm. let feelings come and uh, let them pass without taking action right away yeah. amazing oh no honestly that was great I'm definitely gonna write that down and put it on my board because <laughs> I feel like this reading has really just been like you know like the judgment card with the bells that is what this reading has been for me <laughs> Um, oh, amazing. Well, that takes us to the end of our episode. Thank you so, 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 so much for joining me. Would you like to leave listeners with your socials so they know where to contact you? Yeah, the best place is Pink Hat NFT on Twitter. Amazing, amazing, amazing. And um, before I also let you go, everyone, we should join um, Pink Hat's Discord because it honestly has such great chats. Um, and even the Twitter spaces, like I've been able to get to more so now um and i'm just learning a lot and i'm appreciating a lot so um definitely definitely check her out um i have been your host sarah dm aka dm sarah this has been dm's toolkit aka dm talks you can find us on instagram at dm.talks you can also check out my patreon for more tarot and dm talks content or check our youtube because we've got some visuals there but for now i'm gonna love you and leave you i'll see you guys later bye Bye, Sarah. Bye. Amazing.